welcome back to another episode of Stand Out But Please Fit In. My name is Abby, and this podcast is all about how to be an individual, be yourself when you're surrounded by society that wants you to fit in. And I also live in Japan, so I compare the cultural differences between Japan and rest of the world. So today, before we start today's topic, I wanted to talk about this past couple of weeks of my life and wanted to share, not complaining, just wanted to talk about how I've been kind of busy with work, not gonna lie. I've been working from 9 a.m., which is when I usually start my work, to sometimes like 9 to 10 p.m., depending on the day. So it's been kind of a long, hectic days for the past two weeks. And usually I try to fit my workouts in between during the daytime. Usually I go for a run. So I usually go around. 4 p.m., just before the sun goes down, I get enough exercise. So, balancing all that, you know, being in shape, eating healthy, rest, and work has been kind of stressful. So, I wonder how you guys are doing. Let me know if you're struggling the same as I am. <laughs> and one more thing I wanted to mention is I found out this week that my teammate who has been taking a leave of absence for the past six months is quitting the company that I work for. And I'm super sad that he's actually leaving because he was a great teammate and we got along really well. We worked really great together. So, what happened is when I joined the current company, he was internally transferred from another department. So we were both new at the same job. And I think the pressure and all the demands of our department just got really overwhelming for him. And he had like personality change too because he was so stressed out and I noticed it. And I tried to help him out too by taking some of his responsibilities. This is like me knowing that he was going through a lot work wise. So I tried to help him with that. But I guess it just took a lot of toll on him. So he, you know, took a leave of absence in August last year. And I thought he was going to be back, but、I、just got an email. It was, you know, like those emails that you send out to everybody that he was quitting at the end of the month. So basically, this past week. And yeah, so like that was like kind of sad that he's gonna be leaving instead of coming back. So that was just a big news that I heard. And hopefully, you know, he has a good life ahead. You know, hopefully, he doesn't have to go through a similar thing he did at this, you know, position. So wish him luck. I think it's a little bit weird to get his personal contacts. So probably not gonna be talking to him anytime soon. But Yeah, so if you have similar situations, let me know too. You know, I think it's always a sad thing when you're losing a teammate that you really like, you worked really great together, and it made you grow as a person too. As I mentioned earlier, that, you know, life has been a little bit hectic for me. I don't, yeah, so、um, I do have to- a topic to talk about, but I have not written、uh, a concrete notes. Usually I, Like to keep a note of what I'm going to talk about, jot down all these talking points, but I only have like four talking points and it's really big talking points. So I haven't wrote anything in detail, but it's super important if you're、um, 
working in Japan, and as a foreigner, you want to work in Japan as a fresh graduate. So today's topic is going to be my experience as a first-year employee at a Japanese company, and um, so I talked about. My experience as a Japanese company numerous times, and this is like another episode of that. But I wanted to focus on what's an expectation as a first-year employee in Japanese companies, and I think for the most part, it's the same every company that you go to in Japan. But I've noticed that it's completely different from other cultures and other countries. So I would like to kind of share that. And if you're interested in, please let me know. And hopefully, my episodes do help you in the future. And maybe for some people, they went through a similar experiences as I did. Okay, so I joined the first Japanese company. As a new employee in 2016, and for my class, there were 700 employees that came in with me. We had the training one full year, which is kind of on the longer side because I know there were some other friends that I knew they only had to do training for three months or six months before going into their full time de- department. So I felt like one year was such a long time. And I felt like a lot of the times that I will be there, I don't know why, because I felt like I just wasn't learning as well as I should have. So I came in, and the first ten days of the training was at a gymnasium. So seven hundred people in one gymnasium. You don't even have a table, so they have chairs lined up, and you sit wherever you want. It and every day you sit. You usually sit next to someone new, because for me, I just don't like sitting with same people every day. I just kind of get tired of listening to your conversation. Ah,、uh, and then you listen to the HR speak. So people from different departments will come and lecture you on, imp- like just the general company stuff and including company history and also. You learn the company anthem. You sing that every single day. So even to the today, I think I know the words to the company anthem, which is kind of embarrassing. But so ten days, you're at the gymnasium. You sit there. You listen. You don't really say anything, and it's so cold too. So I remember, like, I will bring a blanket or even like a hot beverage because you're just sitting there and not moving around. And even there are some stuff that you have to fill in, and one of them was、um, the union rep. You were sup- so in Japan, it's very strange that you're supposed to be in the union, and they don't even give you any information on the union. They just handed out a paper the last ten minutes before it's the end of the day, and you just listen to someone speak and you sign. Something, and I remember there was this one American guy who, well, he's half Japanese, half American, who grew up in the U.S. And because obviously in other countries, union means something quite different from Japan. 
So he didn't like the idea of being in a union, and he was wondering why he had to sign this. So uh, they just don't give you any information on what it is, because as a fresh graduate, we don't even know what's a union, right, for the most part. But they just kind of expect you to sign this and say, hey, you're supposed to be in it because everybody else is in it. Yeah, so another thing was savings or retirement plan. So the company that I worked for had its own um, saving plan for anything with retirement or even buying stocks. So they just don't, you don't even get to take it home and think about it. You kind of have to do it in front of everybody. So that's when the main training time comes. They just throw all this information at you and they expect you to give a response and turn all this stuff in without thinking about it. So it's kind of like being in a cult. I mean, that's not a really good way to say it, but they expect you to do it certain ways and they make you sign something that you don't really understand and later realize like, hey, what I'm doing doesn't really make sense. So after the 10-day period, you get, because there are 700 people, uh, employees obviously it's a, a lot of people so they divide you into a group of 30 like a classroom so again this is like going back to school again so you're in the classroom setting and you learn more about the company and this this in th- this time it's not just overall stuff you go into details of what the company is doing and what the company expects you to do and more detail on the history of the company so This is the time where people from all over the department, they will take one day to come to your class and they teach you these important tactics. So I mentioned this in my earlier podcast. This was the part that I hated the most because all these employees that come in, they were really, you know, successful in their school before and they want to prove a point for no reason that they're better than everybody. There are people that are extroverts that will always give information or they always share the ideas without listening to other people. And that kind of annoyed me. So I just felt like I was not growing there in that environment. And also because a lot of people were not used to being with foreigners they just like whatever that I said or whatever that I did, they were they did not agree with it because it's just not the normal way of doing it. So obviously, I've known these people for five years now and I'm not no longer in that company. But I feel like people grow out of that situation. But when they're first coming into the company and you're still like in that student mindset and you grew up in that area where you're not really understand like the outside society especially like in a traditional Japanese company so whenever they see something that's not familiar to them they have the power to say hey this is not it even though you don't know this person really well so that's something that I struggle and that went on for like a couple of months so after the 10-day training you go to like a classroom training and once um, the, the main classroom training is over you actually get placed into another training which is called sales training so I for my my old company I was it was a manufacturing company so they do have like a sales department all over the country so you get placed in this sales 
training for two months, which is such a long time for just doing sales. And most of the people, they will go back to their hometown because they would have at every part of the country. But for me, because I don't have family living in Japan, I stayed at the city and did the sales training there. And let me tell you, in 2016, even today, doing sales, like I just applaud those people that are doing sales for their life because I just can't imagine trying to sell a product to anybody. Even as a child, too, there were in US, there will be a lot of fundraisers where you sell chocolate or candy bar to get money. And I just hated doing that because I don't like pitching in a sales. Trying to have someone buy something because other way around, I would not like someone telling me, "Oh, this product is great. This is fine," and just listen to their ideas before because I want to make my own decision. But sales was such a nightmare, and especially in manufacturing world, there's not a lot of sales. It's so hard to you know sell something now. So I would just not. I think for the most part, like no customers will come in a couple of times. I just did not want to be there during the day because all I do is just sit there. And the manager at the sales store, he will say, hey, you, sh- you can go around houses and put flyers on in e- someone's house, like the ha- someone's post box. And that's what I did because I wanted to get away from that store so badly. So I would make the flyers and... I just went around in my bicycle because I did not have a car at the time. So it was so nice having a bicycle. And it was middle of the summer because it was a June, July, August. I would just, you know, put flyers in someone's houses and I would go to a convenience store and buy ice cream for the rest of the day. And it was so funny because I found out that sales salesmen and women that are actually working at the store... They would always take breaks, and whenever they finish like a sales business, they will go to convenience stores and just hang out there for two hours eating ice cream, whatever they're doing. So it was just so normal. And I do have more stories about sales training. I don't want to really get into it here. I would love to talk about it another time. It's another topic that involves around this training. So yeah, so anyways, that's just like another training that I did, which is not a good environment for me. So it was right before the summer vacation that the training ended. And after the sales training ended, we will come back to another of those classroom trainings. And this is like another two, three weeks of general training that we did. And also there's tests at the end of the training. So for tests, it was so difficult for me because a lot of the stuff was in Japanese. So I actually failed the first time. And, but it was fine, you know, like I took it again, I passed, but Japanese companies expect a lot of tests and that's what I had to deal with. So even like histories and the company rules and whatnot, everything, they have like a test. And also another test that we did was the English language test, the TOEIC. So um, obviously that's not an issue for me, but if you don't pass with a certain test score, you cannot become like a full-time employee because when you first join the company, you're not technically a full-time employee. You're considered as like a 
like a trial period. I think I talked about this in another episode, but yeah, so that's another test. There are a couple tests that you have to do to become like a full-time employee. So after that, this was like around September, then you finally get placed into your department, which is like, finally, you're done with training, right? No, but this is also another trial period. So this is where you're in the department, you're learning stuff about your work, but you still go to more trainings within your department. So rules and what, what you have, you're expected to do. So it's just another period where you're learning and learning, but it's, you're technically in your department. So that happened for like around three months. And that's by end of December. So you're on your winter break. Then when you, so one more training, which is the factory training, because it was in the manufacturing company, I had to go through factory training and that's three months of factory training. And I know it sounds so daunting, but three months of factory training was probably the best training that I've ever done. In the entire training that I did. I learned so much from this and I also like were able to meet with other people outside your own bubble. You get to meet new people, you're able to learn the side of the manufacturer and you also learn the those people instead of working from nine to five, you do they are working on shifts. So one week you work from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. The next week you work from 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. And your body has to get adjusted a little bit, which took like a good month and a half. And because you're um, using your body, especially for me, I was working where I had to pick up some object, even though it was like one kilogram for my American friends, like half a pound. And you move an object probably like a thousand times a day, you're arm starts hurting you go to like an in-house doctor like a medic where they give you some painkillers but and also like you lose a lot of weight too I lost like four kilograms so around two pounds so that's still a lot depending on in department some people lost like 10 kilograms or five pounds which is a lot but that was a good experience because if you're in a manufacturing company, you really do need to know how things are made and what it takes to make something. And it is such a good opportunity that I really learned and you see why you're working at this company for. Yeah, so um, then that's the final training. Then you go back to your department and you start your second year. So it was such a long time just to be training for one year. I don't know if it's worth it or what the company thinks. But I just feel like all those experiences, well, technically sales training, I don't know if you need it really two months, but all those experiences are great. But one year just to train one employee, I just feel like that could get a little bit daunting too and a little bit stressful because you don't even know when you're able to kind of show performances and when you're if you're really worth it in the company. So I feel like cutting that shorter, it's a better solution, especially so that the new employees can get a feel of 
your word and why you're actually at the company instead of just making it a long time because you are kind of treated like as a child, which we don't want to feel like that, right? Well, for me, I don't want to feel like that. But yeah, so I just talked about my first year experiences. What I learned, um, well, long story short, um, other than a little bit being too long, I think sales training was a waste of time. And there's other reasons why that I just didn't like, which I will definitely mention it in another episode. And um, I just think that sales could be cut down a lot shorter because you really don't do anything. I feel you feel like you're wasting your time. Just not saying that salespeople just don't do their job. It's just that like you're just there and you're not being used, right? And we're not really learning anything from sales because all you're doing is like going outside, getting ice cream. And a lot of my friends did the same exact thing too. So instead of taking that time, like I will rather use that time to learn more about the company in another ways. That's what I felt. So that's why I just felt like it was such a waste of time. And factory training was amazing you know it was such a hard work but it was very rewarding for me and I did make really good relationship with everybody working there so you know you have these ups and downs and it's very traditional with Japanese companies that you have to go through all this training some people actually just have enough of this training and they quit during this training time when you don't really know the company but once you like go over that stage it is I guess it's worth it like you learn a lot so that's the first year employee training in Japanese companies from my experiences let me know if you have a similar experiences or any further questions that you have with what I mentioned again my social media is listed in the show notes down below And if you have any other topics that you want me to talk about, please let me know too. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.